This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Go to allthews.3cr.org.au. I'm riding on my bike. I'm going round the block. No, I can't cross the road. I'm not allowed to do that. I'm so happy here, cuz. I'm just riding on my bike. Good morning. Welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bicycle Users Group radio show on Community Radio 3CR. Thank you to Democracy Now! for the last hour of current affairs. Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio will show about cycling and related transport matters coming to you from the studios of 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. And I must acknowledge the Wurundjeri people, traditional owners from the land from which we transmit people-powered radio. Okay, and uh, before I forget, my name's Chris. It's Monday morning. I've had one coffee, so I'm kind of about 50% there. So, on today's show, I have got two interviews. One with Tim Reid. You might remember we interviewed Tim. He's uh, the MP for Brunswick. And this is a catch-up interview we did on an issue going back to July of this year. But you probably would know with Sydney Road, it goes back a hell of a lot further to do with... Revitalised Sydney Road, parking, uh, bike uh, bike lane trials and uh, some interesting things that have happened since then. Uh, To round out uh, today's show, I've got another interview, this is the second one, with Councillor Jackie Frostacki from the City of Yarra. Now the theme today is, believe it or not, bike lanes and uh, how important they are for infrastructure. Now, Jackie uh, went on a couple of self-funded tours to the uh, you know, the uh, eastern part of the um, US, and she's going to be uh, telling us a bit about what she saw the difference between 2012 and 20, or, you know, 2018 in Vancouver and what they have done and how their government is structured to fund and implement um bicycle and, you know, sustainable transport or what they call their transit. So two very interesting interviews, one where we've got to do a bit of problem solving and the second one with Jackie uh, shows how problem solving works to get really good infrastructure. So after the break, I'll be talking to Tim Reid. Looking to connect with your local community and do something rewarding? Well, volunteering to lead a neighbourly ride could be exactly what you're after. The short 40-minute group rides are for all ages and ride levels. Help people build their confidence, feel supported while safely exploring the local areas of Brunswick, Carlton, Fitzroy and Northcote by bike. Volunteers receive free ride leader training, so go to neighbourlyride.com to contact us about volunteering. A 3CR supporter. They should have been out by now, but I I think that's been delayed. We asked a question in Parliament about whether the government was considering a trial of a separated bike lane in Sydney Road, and 
Jalapur Third Minister for Roads' response was, no, we're not considering anything like that until after the level crossing removal project is complete. Well, that hasn't started yet. Uh, that would put it back to 2021 at the earliest. In other words, they've kicked the can down the road. And I should add that the, the reason we asked that question was because Moreland Council has thought about it and, and recommended a trial of a separated bike lane for the, the southernmost 600 metres of Sydney Road. That'd be from roughly from the Town Hall Glenline Road down to Brunswick Road. So that's a, that's a quick update. And you've got a meeting coming up soon to do with this issue. That's right. Because of the lack of, of government action and the growing amount of support that we're finding in the community for safe bike lanes and, and for a, a redesign of Sydney Road, we've decided to, to get people together around the table and to listen to a few speakers and to talk about some ideas as to how to progress the issue further. It's not straightforward. It's not, you know, you can never design Sydney Road to be perfect for everybody. And so we want to put some of those issues on the table, hear what people suggest and come up with a plan for, of action. What's the date and time and location for this meeting? It will be Tuesday the 19th of November. All, all are welcome. So it's 6pm to 8pm, Tuesday the 19th of November. It's at the St Ambrose Community Centre, 259 Sydney Road. It's just north of, of the Brunswick Town Hall. Yeah, you know, since we last spoke in July, what have people been saying to you about, like, you know, people have been choosing option three from the Vic Roads, you know, because that's what we spoke about. Has there other issues come up or is it predominantly... Sure. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, lots of other issues. So we've been concerned about a couple of things that people have mentioned. One of them is what about disabled people, people with uh, disabilities, particularly requiring wheelchairs, crutches, walking frames, etc may have difficulty if they can't park in Sydney Road, so we've had some conversations uh, about that. Fortunately, Sydney Road is blessed with a large amount of car parking behind most of the shops. I, and I should emphasise that I'm really talking about the Brunswick section of Sydney Road for most of this. While I think separated bike lanes would improve Sydney Road from Bell Street down, I, I think that the probably the area where the demand is greatest would be in the Brunswick section and if we were to increase the availability of disabled parking in those car parks behind the shops I think that will go a long way towards helping the situation as would putting dis more disabled parking in the side streets at the Sydney Road end of the side streets that will also help. Finally disabled people don't always need to arrive by car and the state government is a long way behind the program of making disability accessible platform stops available and Sydney Road needs those as much as everywhere else on the tram network and if they were to arrive in Sydney Road as uh, anticipated then that would be another way for people to arrive. Guitarist Matthew Fagan, band and friends presents Earth Show a rock and classical journey across our living planet. It's a music and visual spectacular celebrating the one planet that we inhabit. Saturday the 9th of November at the Deacon Edge Federation Square. 
Concert starts at 8pm and an environment symposium, Our Shared Home, is on from 5pm. There's a 40% discount for 3CR subscribers, making your all-inclusive tickets just $33 for adults, $30 concession and $24 for students. Plus booking fee and don't forget to book in with the 3CR subscriber code 3CR20. Go to www.matthew-fagan.com. A 3CR supporter. That is really good points to raise because the thing with Sydney Road, even from, okay, from this show's perspective, we're predominantly about cycling sustainable transport, but it is an accessibility issue. And that's the way that our, you know, heavily used streets should be, you know, the hierarchy of need should be to those who need it the most and are possibly the most vulnerable in terms of the hierarchy of needs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are a couple of medical practices on Sydney Road and obviously people will park outside and so you know we need to think about what might be an option there. And so you know it's not as straightforward as, as you might think. I, I don't think that the status quo is terribly acceptable either. Um, it's unsafe and there's going to be a steady stream of injuries as a result of the status quo. And not to mention just the unpleasantness of a car-dominated space. And I think that, that putting in more facilities for walking and cycling and uh, less parking will make it a more desirable place to visit. Yes, and given the timelines, this issue has been a long-running issue and it goes back to, correct me, 2015. Uh, yes, well, that's, that's the kind of recent history, but if, you know, it, even... Uh, ten years earlier, the mayor and the local MP at various times have, have raised the idea of, of either making Sydney Road car-free entirely or getting rid of parking and, and so on. So these ideas have been tossed around for a long time. And our cities are changing, people's needs are changing, people demanding they want change on things like uh, you know, climate change and sustainable transport and given better options. And we're catering to a, a, like a, a transport like cars, which doesn't really future-proof our cities. And just getting back to the timeline, you know, it's 2015 with the um, tragic death of Alberto Paulin. Then 2017, Vic Roads, now part of the Department of Transport, began that collaborative process with key stakeholders. And now we're being told it's 2021 because of um, level crossings. They've got... I should add that 2021 is kind of our guess as to what this statement means. And, you know, I, I hope that growing community pressure won't be ignored and that it won't be left that long. Uh, realistically, we're not going to see something happen overnight. I think a, a smart move would be a temporary trial on a short section of Sydney Road as a way of kind of dipping the toe in the water to, to see what it might be like. That. That is something that could be done at relatively short notice. It's also being proactive from the state government and also stop... It just seems like there's running interference and, again, kicking the can down the road. People are demanding change in their cities. Yeah, it's, it's a really good point. When you think about the potential health benefits, the sustainability benefits and 
the improvements to traffic congestion um, of, of getting people out of cars and onto bikes or walking, then it seems like something we should be facilitating, not obstructing. We'll just have to keep uh, building a bit of community pressure. G'day, this is Ozzy Butler from Astronomy Class. You're tuned to 3CR on 855am or 3cr.org.au. If you like what you hear, please subscribe. Keep community radio alive. Peace. Enjoy. Hi, Chris Stanky for Stanky here for uh, Council from the City of Yarra in uh, in Melbourne. Talk to you. Great, and uh, a little bit of uh, learnings that you did uh, with a tour overseas, and like difference between like 2012 and now that you saw on the east coast of America. Yeah. Uh, well, in 2012, I went to Vancouver for the European Cycling Federation biennial conference that was uh, set in the heart of Vancouver four days uh, and that was um, 2012 it was after they had the Olympic Games in 2010 part of the the mandate for the games was to um, look at transit and transport lots of people around and they took the opportunity after the games to uh, to continue the focus on sustainable transport walking, cycling, public transport. So it was in 2012 after the Games they adopted a transportation plan where they wanted Vancouver sort to uh, expand what the sustainable transport mode share. That's walking, cycling and transit. Transit in the in um, North American terms is public transport, and they had the goal of 50% by 2030. And they, sorry, by 2020, 50% of trips not not journey to work. We use journey to work. We don't sort of measure trips so in Australia, but they because they've got their own transportation authority and they and data, they measure able to measure trips. We were told when we went there they had actually achieved 53% of trips by walking, cycling, public transport uh, by April 2018. So it was pretty impressive ahead of schedule. And uh, Chris, you might remember that the state of Victoria adopted a a target for as part of Melbourne 2030 Mm. back in... uh, 2003 I think it was to have 20% of trips by public transport oh no it's 20% of journey to work by public transport and the target was abandoned whereas <laughs> good on Vancouver they stuck to their target and they've got a new transportation plan they've just adopted which is transportation 2040 having achieved the 50% or 53% in 2018 they've now got a target of two thirds which is 67% of trips by walking cycling public transport so where are the winds coming from? This is Portland we're speaking about or Vancouver? Oh, no, Vancouver. Okay. Um, Portland's uh, had made great strides too, but Vancouver was particularly impressive. The big focus um, 
in their policy is safety, cycle safety, and that means, for them, it means uh, segregated paths. Done a huge amount of separated paths throughout Vancouver, either either fully seg- segregated, yeah, but well, like, like us, line marking and so on, but they've retaken the view that line marking hasn't got the safety that a separated path. And politically, can you give us a little bit of overview of the political support for this? Because it's interesting. I'm interested in how this was achieved because it's you and I as a councillor, how diabolically hard it is sometimes, well, a lot of the time, to get things up. Well, they had a very vocal community and um, San Francisco, sorry, Vancouver, well, they've managed with their council to work with their community one stage they had, uh, I think it was in the 30s, they had a plan to, there was a plan to uh, put freeways through <laughs> through the city and um, and uh, later in the 60s as well. And uh, the community rose up and um, they had a mandate to uh, have more sustainable transport. And there's Vancouver, Vancouver Transportation Authority, yep. part of the city of Vancouver. So they, they have got scope to do more than we do because the city of Vancouver itself has got more power than, say, the city of Melbourne because it power over, over transport. And, uh, they can deal with railway stations and bike parking more readily than, than we can. And the other thing is policy of bikeways on local streets, barriers and mid-block treatments and speed humps and trying to get to speeds down to 30 kilometres an hour on, on, on local streets. So we've just had that uh, pass for City of Melbourne, which they're following, they're, they're following City of Yarra though, aren't they? Uh, that, that's right on the speed. Yarra, we've had um, 40 k's on all the local roads throughout Yarra for at least two, if not three years. I forget the exact... Yeah. I think when I was mayor um, three years ago, as I, I, we were able to announce that we, we had achieved uh, 40 k's on all local roads, and now we've got the trial for 30 in Fitzroy. And if we can get for the, and 30 k's on our local streets, that, that's helpful. But our real issue is the intersections on our, and arterial road. Intersections, I mean, Vancouver's done lots of fabulous intersection treatments, whereas we... We rely, we've relied on Vic Roads for the intersection treatments, and they're the, they're the, they're, they're the areas which are the most risky. Vehicles turning, uh, uncertainty over left turns, right turns, uh, vehicles and bikes, and, and of course we get trams and <laughs> pedestrians. We, and we don't have line markings at intersections for bikes. So how bikes cross is has a lot of uncertainty on our roads, and we... We, we desperately need uh, protected bike lanes at intersections. I'm Tash Sultana and you are listening to 3CR. Please subscribe, do yourselves a massive favour. Thank you very much. Indeed, listening to 3CR, this is Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio. And I'm just going to go into the second part of the interview I did with Councillor Jackie Frostacki from the city of Yarra. We really need more coordination between 
state government and local on intersections and arterials, how they integrate with um, local roads and bike lanes on many key roads like Bridge Road. Yes, because this is something that's come up many times of that a lot of local bicycle infrastructure comes down to the local council doing the heavy lifting. And it's yeah. very hard and there's got to be better integration between like the new, new-ish Department of Transport, Vic Roads, state government and local councils because it doesn't look like, you know, federal government's going to come in any time soon. Yeah, well, it's, um, our problem too is uh, we don't have funding for the federal government, which uh, that's why we pay taxes to, to get things implemented. And the federal government um, only token... There's been the odd, the odd federal funding for bike initiatives. And Tasmania got some funding and federal government did do funding for the bike lanes on High Street when the when the tram priority was, was assessed and that was jointly with uh, Darabin and state government and federal government came to the party. But they're, they're sort of exceptions rather than a standard annual funding where we could actually get some strides. But uh, Vancouver gets federals and um, regional money and as well as their locals. So the, the funding system is advantageous and it's crazy for the federal government not to provide funding for safety because it's a federal government um, uh, ends up you know, with the casualties and hospitalisations and uh, adverse health impacts uh, funding the health budget. So. Yeah. But the problem is that the particular flavour of federal government got in Australia at this present time is it's a kind of like a free market economy. So it's all throw it out there into, you know, <laughs> private domain supposed to pick this stuff up. And if we're going to look at uh, roads and transport, it's um, toll roads, which is, I know it's a pretty broad brush to come across, yeah. but it's difficult. Well, I think um, in terms of, of toll roads, it's more, I think that's a state responsibility because I don't mm. know that the federal government's got power for to develop toll roads in within cities. In oh, but they parts. keep reheating East-West Link, though. I mean, we had yet another uh, <laughs> approach uh, yeah, last well, week. They, they can make public statements uh, and they can uh, agree to fund certain roads, but they can't actually build them. No, in the states. Yeah, so but it's just it's just interesting to watch that dialogue kind of come up again. Well, it is, um, but even even with rail, I mean, they can't. The, the, well, there's no constitutional power to fund to build roads as in the Australian constitution. So the federal government doesn't have that power as such, other than for interstate trade and commerce. So it can can build highways. Um, oh, and the inland uh, rail as well. But really only with the states because there's still, you know, all the planning and all of that stuff has to be state. And mm. the same with, with rail. They, There is a constitutional power for them to fund rail, yeah, rail but it's got to be with the consent of the states. Uh, and inland rail is another can of worms, which we won't go into yeah. right now. So Vancouver. Back to bicycling. <laughs> yes. Back to cycling, <laughs> I guess. The European Union has a recommendation that the 20% of the budget should be spent on cycling initiatives and, um, you know, of a national, overall national budget. We're nowhere near that. We might be lucky to get 1%. Heavy sigh. Just in closing, if people want to find out a little bit more about what Vancouver's been doing, where can we point them in the direction of having a look at what... I think Google the Vancouver Transportation 2040. Just Vancouver Transportation 2040, you'll see, see the plan 
with what they uh, seek to achieve and it, it has got a, a foundation of social equity, reducing injuries, death and serious injuries in cyclists and also a, um, a climate change perspective. They want to reduce the reliance on the private motor vehicle and reduce road space for vehicles um, as to enable more road space for active transport, walking and cycling. Um, they want to shift mode share and it's a, you know, through pricing as well, through parking, through the fairly comprehensive approach and it's very impressive and I think from when I was there in 2012 until now they they've made huge strides and in that time we haven't that's the sad we've made some but not to that extent. Yeah, well, it also in closing, congratulations to the City of Yarra for finally, you know, doing that part of the Wellington, Wellington Street. Street King on Elizabeth Street. We worked hard on that. Uh, it, what? How long do you reckon that took from um, initiation to uh, oh, 12 years well, of fighting? <laughs> well, it would, would, yeah, it is 10, yeah, I'd say 10 years when we, when you, you, you look at the, um, Initial concepts, uh, the first stage, which was done from Victoria Street to um, Gibbs Street, language to language, and then now language to Johnson. The rest of the next stage to Alexander Parade is more problematic, but... uh, Oh, we know this. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for your time today, Jackie. Yeah, always a pleasure, Chris. From October the 28th to the 31st, some of the worst climate criminals will be gathering for the International Mining Conference, IMARC, at the Melbourne Convention Centre. Blockade IMARC is an activist alliance committed to putting a stop to the mass destruction caused by extractive industries across the globe and the harm they cause to communities and ecosystems. We need your help to be part of this blockade. Find out how at blockadeimark.com or check out our Facebook page, Blockade IMARC a 3CR supporter. You're listening to Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio on Community Radio 3CR. Yes, and if you uh, listening to that last announcement, stay tuned to 3CR for updates from about the community protests taking place in front of the convention centre today in South Bank, i.e. at Jeff's Shed. And uh, companies that profit from fueling climate change, stealing Indigenous land and exploiting workers will gather at the International Mining and Resources Conference, that's IMARC, being held there this week. Their actions will drive uh, animal extinction as well as mass displacement of people. So Black Block, if you're listening in at 11 o'clock, they're going to be coming live doing the blockade from the IMARC 19 action. And blockade IMARC is a non-violent protest held in the traditions of S11, Occupy and the Jambalooka campaigns. And they are fighting against the violence towards all living beings and on the planet, which is IMARC conference in acts and condemning violence from the police. Okay, I've just got a little bit of quick news that coming up on November the uh, 16th from 2 to 4pm, bicycle maintenance. And this is going to be held uh, as part of the Community Climate Action Workshop Series. And it's going to be at 20 Murray Road, uh, Coburg North. And that's from 2 to 4pm on that Saturday in two weeks' time. And I'll put all the uh, details into the podcast. That's all I've got time for today. Thank you to Tim Reid 
and uh, Jackie Fristacki for today's interviews. Podcast should be up later today on 3CR. Stay tuned next for SheBob. But then again, I leave after breakfast. Bicycle and ride Neat the sunny skies over along the ocean side. 3CR would like to thank our Yarrabug program sponsor, Vacro Second Chance Cycles, for their financial support. Second Chance Cycles is a fantastic community workshop that recycles bikes, trains people in bike mechanics, and sells bikes to the local community. To find out more, Google Vacro or drop into the underground car park. Harmsworth Street, Collingwood, any Thursday or Friday. Yeah, get on that bicycle and ride. Neath the sunny skies or along the ocean side. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.